Oh no. Oh no. Uh welcome to a spooky <laughs> Advent of Terror week the second. I'm your host, Kevin Frankenstein Eggleston, and I'm joined by Bree. Oh hey, you said my name for me. Yeah. I'm Bree the Banshee Eggleston. Oh, and, the double B. And Robert the Schmoppert. <laughs> I'm sorry, did she say Bree the Double D Eggleston? The Double... <laughs> double B. Bree oh, Banshee. Double B. I thought you said Double D, and I was like, Jesus, Bree. <laughs> no, unfortunately. That's, oh, that's, your, that's your horror huge. name? Yes. <laughs> hey, back pain is no laughing matter, Robert, okay? That is terrifying. <laughs> you just, like, you you hunt teenagers down and you strap, like, weights to their chest. <laughs> Get in the lake! Until they die. <laughs> it's called reduction. <laughs> so we are on week two, chapter two of our Advent of Terror, provided by Robert our guest for the month of October. Um, and Robert, why don't you list off the movies that we watched this week? All right. Well, we started with Extraordinary and moved on to Starry Eyes. And then the original of the, the pure Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> followed by Wormwood, uh, then Housebound. And then the movie, it's on the poster. It's one BR, but it's one bedroom. Um, and then cooties. We finished with cooties. Okay. All right. So I think we're going to this week go through a quick summary of each of them. And um, then each of us are going to say which ones we would recommend watching. And then I think we're going to chat a little bit about um, the two movies that all three of us did not enjoy. So. I'll go real quick. Um, Extraordinary was about a person that had, is it a talent? Was that the, I feel I like it was a was talent. Yeah. Yeah. So the, her dad um, has had like the, the oldie timey TV shows where he uh, shared about how people with special talents could communicate with the dead. And there were different types of talents well, anyways, his daughter is the main, his grown-up daughter, Rose, is the main protagonist of the movie. And she is, um, she does a driving school, but she can also, can she speak to the dead? What's her? She can, she like a medium almost. How would you describe her? Yes. Yeah. She's vaguely psychic. Yes. Yeah. And it's this is just... all set in like an Irish countryside little village. And of course, I absolutely loved it because it was set in Ireland. <laughs> and that's already one point in the plus column. Yeah. But honestly, I... if we see a movie that's started with the like national board of tourism of a country, we usually are pretty on board with whatever they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's all about um, trying to save her paramour's daughter, Martin Martin. From the paranormal? Martin. From the paranormal, yes. <laughs> it's, it's really cute. Um, and I don't want to spoil it too much because I, 
I personally, I'm going to jump the gun on this, would highly recommend watching this movie. I like how you're the one that outlined the format and then you're like, I don't want to follow it anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> I uh, got excited. <laughs> but uh, um, what's what's his name? What's his name is in this? Um, Martin, Kevin, Martin. help me. No. Oh, Will Forte. Yeah, he's kind of like one of those, like he's not in it as much as the poster wants you to think he is, but he's still in it and he's still quality. Uh, Will Forte. <laughs> Yes. I mean, it's on, he's on game, I think, in this one. Yeah. If you totally like Will agree. Forte, you'll like this. Yeah. yeah. Like you'll like him in this. You're not going to be like, oh, no, I didn't like McGruber. Uh -huh. yeah. If he's your Forte. <laughs> so, uh, Starry Eyes follows. Kevin, Kevin cringed. God damn it. <laughs> That's why I, I just kept moving on. <laughs> have you ever gotten really mad when somebody makes you laugh at something and you're like, you son of a bitch? Because that was that moment for me. I feel like like it has to be overdone. Like I didn't. I'm not that like I'm not that yeah, witty. Not inventive. <laughs> Probably somebody says it to him every day, and every day yeah. he's like, "I the only reason I become an actor is to get rich enough to one day murder people that do that." Man, I would love to be that person for him. Yeah. A uh, second movie we watched was Starry Eyes, which is essentially a tale of a, a young lady that lives in LA that wants to be an actress and how an audition can go wrong. I can tell you don't like a movie when your summary gets very like enigmatic. <laughs> the more brief your summary gets, the less I can tell you like the movie. <laughs> so we'll come back to that one. Spoilers. Uh, the you didn't second... spoil anything. You just well, you spoilers. Spoil sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did because at the beginning I said we were going to talk more about the movies we didn't like, and so, okay. <laughs> so then the third movie was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, starring Christy Swanson and the now perished Luke Perry. Luke and perished. Rutger Hauer. Is Rutger Hauer dead? Rutger Hauer's. I didn't even. No I don't that. think Rutger Hauer's dead, babe. I am reasonably certain Rutger Hauer is dead. <laughs> now right. that and David Arquette's career. Uh, and yeah. it's got um Pee Wee Herman in it too. Yes. Yeah, he died in Best. 2019. Rutger Hauer died? Well, a little late now, Brie. Oh was, I uh... feel like I knew that, but I didn't want to know. I think that. like I made you watch Blade Runner and I got all sad at the end when uh Beatty dies. And you were like, why? And I'm like, because Rutger Hauer's dead. And you're like, oh, that's a thing that only matters to you. And then you just kind of <laughs> went on with your day. So if you haven't seen the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, watch it. I'm not even going to summarize it for you, because if you don't know about it by now, then you, where the hell have you been? Yeah, it's super 90s. It's fun. It's uh, like like it's in, it's embarrassing lame. Like like <laughs> it's like so lame you get like a little embarrassed and like, even if you're alone watching the movie, you're just like embarrassed for the people on the screen acting so lame. <laughs> Hillary it, Swank is in it too. Yeah, that's a really weird one uh, to see her in this. I think that's just like, what's so weird about this movie to me is why did it go wrong? Like where was the, 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 the part that just did not work in this movie? What do you mean? Well, it's like, because you, you watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer and you're like, was it they didn't have enough budget? Was it a director that wasn't quite there yet? Was there a problem with the script? 
Oh. Like, there's no reason why that plot shouldn't have worked. Like, turn it, it into was, a TV series that was a hit, a cult classic. It was written by a bunch of old dudes that have no idea how teenagers are. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> that's Joss <laughs> Whedon. No, I don't think he did this one. Did he do the original one? I don't think so. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not into the Buffy. Don't make me guy be the guy that has, like, facts. I have a... not what I like to be. <laughs> I have a clicky keyboard, so if I have to look it up, then, then you have to edit me out. <laughs> we appreciate I think that's you recognizing your way that. of trying to not do something. <laughs> I have a clicky sorry, keyboard. A clicky sorry. Keyboard. Anyways, oh. we're moving on from Buffy. No, no, uh, we we can't. I gotta know. I gotta you know. Google it, and I'll start talking ah. about Wormwood. So, uh, Wormwood is set in Australia, and it's essentially a zombie movie. Um, and it's about the zombie apocalypse that uh, a brother is traveling to find his sister, Brooke. And it's about the trials and tribulations of meeting up with her. No, don't. Don't even say trials. You're putting me at odds with you this entire episode. You don't say <laughs> trials and tribulations. It's not like he's going through an emotionally cathartic journey. I mean, like it's pretty emotional when deceased he, emotions. He's um, fucking shooting he, zombies trying to get his sister back. That's not a man. trial and a tribulation. Excuse oh. me. His first thing he has to do is kill his wife and his child. That is an emotional yeah. trial. And he didn't even blink about that. Like he yes, was just he like, did. yeah, really. He sucked. was not. He there was no tribul tribulation. Yeah, there, no <laughs> there may be trial, but no also, tribulation. Do you notice the thing that made me laugh? Kills his kid. Not a problem. <laughs> Hesitates to shoot his wife, though. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> that was a dad that's like, oh, shouldn't have woke me up at 4 a.m. every day for the last nine years. <laughs> <laughs> this movie would have been amazing if they got the guy from, uh, like, Judge Dredd and the boys. Um, to, to be, yeah, it would have just been, oh, there you go. Perfect. It needed a little bit more. Uh, it was good. Star power. Uh, no, well, no, more of like a badass. Like the the main guy wasn't cool enough to pull it off. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, like gotcha. he played uh, league rugby, and that was his like claim to fame. <laughs> uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was written by Joss Whedon. Was by it? The way. Huh. Yeah. Wow. So the guy okay. that wrote episodes of Roseanne and Alien Resurrection um, <laughs> also well, did this. He's turned out to be not such a great guy. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess we can me to his 1992 film. I'm, uh, I, I'm just being quiet because I just want to make puns out of every single thing you say now. And I'm stopping myself. Like, I was like, yeah, I was just trying. I was just pulling myself back. Um, so the, the next movie that we watched was Housebound, which was also an Australian film. And, uh, it's about a lady that gets in trouble again. It's pretty clear that she's had some bad history with the police. And she, instead of get, getting put in jail, she gets an ankle monitor and has to stay with her parents for eight months in their house. And as time goes on, she thinks that the house is haunted. And there's adventures that occur with Amos the security ankle guy it, it's a hard one to explain there's a lot that happens and it and it changes a lot mm -hmm. there's like lots of twists it's hard 
to explain without just ruining it. Um, I would say that I had two jump scares in this movie. So there was some, there was some definite, oh, but Kevin and I had already seen this and we'd uh, also seen Wormwood before. Uh, hey, both to movies. be fair, Wormwood, we got almost halfway through before being like, we have seen this. <laughs> I think we've seen this. <laughs> Housebound was brand new to me. I must not have paid attention to the first time. I had definitely seen it before. I tried watching it years ago and then something happened. It wasn't because I didn't like it. It was just that I got distracted. I had to return the tape or something or the DVD. <laughs> it had to go back to Blockbuster. I was going to get charged the full fee. Um, <laughs> you didn't buck 99 want to see the end of it. And then, uh, so I watched it again and uh, it was good. It wasn't like super, like it has a really high Rotten Tomato score. Um it doesn't not deserve it, but I still, it's not like uh, something I would recommend everyone yeah. see. I know. To me, it was one of those ones that like it doesn't quite, doesn't quite straddle comedy and horror enough. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't fall one way or the other enough for me to love it. Yeah. Like you either have to be scary with a little bit of funny or funny with a little bit of scary for me to like it. And this one just kind of was right in the middle. But then yeah, again, they- maybe that's like an Australian or New Zealander sense of humor. And it was also too um, competently made that it couldn't fall into that what the fuck category, you like know, the like, indie, or like, or even like no, just like they didn't they didn't know how to make a movie or t- make the tone, so it's mm-hmm. actually like oh that, this is so weird. It was like oh they're competently making these choices and okay, yeah. it's a different thing. <laughs> so, it's like Vegemite; it's an acquired taste. <laughs> That's my uh, the, cultural reference for Australia. Veggie fright. <laughs> you tried so hard on the puns. And you, this is where we got it. Your face just like lit up with joy. That was amazing. <laughs> Please describe his face, Free. Uh, this is a podcast. It's a little tough for our audience. I just assumed that he was quite thrilled when he said <laughs> veggie fright. It was a um, veggie delight. No, that no, doesn't nope. work. Didn't That's a like thing it. you get at Subway. It was or bad. in the afternoon. <laughs> afternoon oh, that's a vegan veggie delight. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> this guy uh, rockets really solid. <laughs> <laughs> the next movie we watched was 1BR, which is a code for listings for apartments saying that they're one bedroom. Uh, it's about a girl that lives in L.A., that does not want to be an actress but does want to be a costumer and she's moved there because she wants to travel and live out her dream of making costumes and she finds a delightful one bedroom to rent and angrily call her dad from while she's temp working because her dad had an affair while her her mom was dying of cancer yes I mean, it's not cool. Not cool. no. Surprisingly, a lot of presidential candidates nominees did that. <laughs> Looking at you, John Edwards <laughs> and Newt Gingrich. Nobody can see your face, Kevin. This is a podcast. That's why I used words and called them out. <laughs> Don't so, try to turn my words against me, Bree. <laughs> the last movie we watched was Cooties, uh, which stars Elijah Wood, Rain Wilson. And I was on Other a roll people. and lost it. Other people. 
you'd recognize Anyways, him. uh we <laughs> had seen this before as well. Uh and it's about a bunch of elementary age children that eat chicken nuggets at school and turn into essentially little kid zombies that want to eat all the teachers and it's about the teachers and a student trying to survive and escape the school. It really looks like every teacher uh, living out a fantasy they don't want to admit that they have. Which is it's just getting to kids. beat up their students in some way. <laughs> That's messed up. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I watch the Hunger Games and every day I'm like, every time that's on, I'm like, yeah, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Battle Royale? Yeah. No, I, I'm not <laughs> against those kinds of dystopias. I don't even know gotta... why I consider them dystopias. <laughs> that's, uh... that's why you know, he's well, a fan I'm... of Mad Max. <laughs> the movie reminded me of the question you ask on your uh, on your debate show, uh, Questionable that? Content, uh, where you ask if you want to fight you know, one 15 year old or 15 one year olds. I think the question first is graders. First, graders. <laughs> first graders. Yeah. And, and I, I would always choose first graders because, and this movie is why, cause it's, it's damn fun romp. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I will now go through the list that we just briefly summarized and tell you whether or not I would recommend the movie. And then Robert, you're going to do the same. And then Kevin will do the same. And then we're going to talk about our two, movies that we did not care for um so yes i would recommend extraordinary no to starry eyes yes to buffy yes to wormwood yes to housebound no to one bedroom and yes to cooties you don't you don't want to tell us why yes on any of these they should know by now what my Oh, you should know, is. listeners. Oh, assuming everyone does. Like, <laughs> listeners, if you don't know, time. she's certainly not going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I I loved Extraordinary. It was sweet and a please, little bit scary. Please watch this movie review or listen to our movie review podcast where we don't tell you why you should watch a movie. <laughs> um, Buffy, that's just a duh. Like, everybody should watch that. Wormwood, I appreciated the... Um, clear heart that went into it and one of the trivia facts was that it um took them four years to film because the they did it as a passion project on the weekends and i i thought that was actually pretty impressive that they could stay looking the same for four years yeah. <laughs> um housebound had a good couple jump scares and i appreciated the acting in it and cooties that was just like Robert said, it was fun all around. And, uh, you know, you can't go wrong with Rain Wilson being a little bit of a dick. <laughs> I like how he's supposed to be like this macho jock PE teacher. And it's like, um, this is Rain Wilson. <laughs> Have you ever seen that uh, School, of, uh, School of Rock ripoff movie? The, the like rock star or he yeah i'm trying to remember I mean, he didn't teach is. kids i don't think i don't i don't even remember the plot of that it was just i remember it it failed because i think it was too similar in marketing to yeah. school of rock it felt very just yeah it felt derivative of of that so robert out of the seven movies please give a brief summary of what you would watch all right. Uh, so extraordinary, definitely check it out. It's 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 wholesome. I mean, it's it's not for kids, but it's wholesome enough. 
you know, and it's, it's not scary, but it's, it's fun. Um, it, it's a good time. I would, I would see it. Starry eyes. Um, no, abs- uh, we can, we can get into that later. Um, <laughs> like that, like the only thing I say is like, you're either picks Buffy or starry eyes. If you're too much of like a douchebag to enjoy Buffy for what it is, then you'll probably love starry eyes. That's so accurate. Because <laughs> uh, Starry Eyes is like it's like like the the movie that's up its own ass, you know. <laughs> and then Wormwood, well, Buffy. I just went through Wormwood. I would I would watch it. It's better than most zombie movies because zombie movies are kind of getting tired, and it's it's a little different. It's different enough just to enjoy it. Um, you don't have to really think, uh, and it, and it's just it's just fun. Housebound. Um, if you like, I, I I guess I would recommend it to people who want to see something different. If if you're just if you're looking for something just fun and and sort of mindless horror, don't. But it's not a smart movie, but it's it's complicated enough that you're going to have to pay attention and care. Mm-hmm. Uh, one bedroom, no, absolutely not. I I wouldn't recommend. I mean, there's some interesting aspects, but I wouldn't recommend wasting your time. And Cooties, sure, a good horror comedy, another good zombie, fun zombie movie that, that that's better than most. How about All you, right. Kevin? Uh, Extraordinary, yeah. I liked it. I laughed. I would watch it. Um, I'd probably watch it again now in a couple of years and be like, oh, this was cute and quirky. Uh, Will Forte was really funny in it. He made me laugh. Um, yeah, so I, I would check that one out if you get a chance. Um, Starry Eyes, no. Nah. No, no, don't, please don't, <laughs> don't. Because every time you watch it, that director probably like fillets himself. Um, I don't know who the director is on this and like, just don't cast me in something, I guess. Uh, Buffy, yeah, like what do you got to lose? Uh, you know, every actor you're seeing in there is going to like cheese it up. I think it's funny that Luke Dillon is like the one that's trying to make it play it like the Luke Perry. Luke Perry. It was Dillon was his name in 90210. Yep, that's correct. Okay, there we go. Luke Dillon. He also sang for the that that band from the eighties. You know, don't stop believing. Journey. Journey. Yeah. Ah. Uh, what? Is that Tyler Perry? <laughs> oh no, that, that's the, what are you that talking guy about? <laughs> it's Steve Perry. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> so confused right uh, now. <laughs> I just that troll went away. I was like hoping that it's one of those places where you're smarter than us, and we're like, oh, what? Tyler Perry, Medea? That's not this movie. Uh, Yeah, he's also he's he's so multi talented. Medea, Journey, nine hundred two one zero. He didn't die. He just became Tyler Perry. He's like Doctor Who. He just becomes another Perry. Uh, yeah, it's just funny though because he's like, you can tell he's taking it very seriously, and nobody else is. Yeah, even like old British guy that they cast in it is like, fuck this. This is a Donald right Sutherland. Now. Yeah, yeah. There, go. there were some names in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Wormwood. Uh, Wormwood to me, it was like an awesome music video that they tried to turn into a, a full feature length movie, and I like, I liked it. It'd be one I wish they'd remake or at least give that director like a budget and actors to be like, hey, play around. What it was missing, I think, was a stylization to the filming. Like, like, 
like an evil dead kind of a thing where the crazy camera, the, the sort of, um, uh, three stooges kind of a gimmick. Like if they had some crazy camera work, like Peter Jackson or something. Yeah. I think it'd been better. They almost had it with uh, like certain things that they do like the deadpan that they deliver stuff, but then they just would be like, well, and moving on. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I needed something. Uh, housebound was fine. I did. I didn't really feel strongly about it. I'd say like, for a ghost story that's not going to feature ghosts i actually really liked it on that front like that was a quirky enough twist for me to find it enjoyable one bedroom uh we'll talk about it i got i got issues and then uh cooties i really liked cooties um again i'll like i watch any i'll watch any movie that has elijah wood punching a little kid <laughs> um, really actually like oh, man you should I, see north I might search for that um, <laughs> Just to see if that's a thing that he does. I think the only thing that kept Cooties from being one of those ones that doesn't like stick out is it doesn't have any like real heart in it. Mm-hmm. There's no like moment where you're really sympathetic to these characters. You kind of get it a little bit at the end, but it never has it at the start. I think um, that they underutilized Calvin, the little kid. Yeah. That they had. Yeah, the movie's kind of mean spirited. Um a little but they bit. Don't, but they don't go crazy enough where it you don't expect there to be some sort of um, arc or, 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 you know, like, uh, like serious point, you know, like a little bit of a, like a, a, a realization or, or mm-hmm. like a, just an element to the story that has some drama to it. It's yeah. not crazy. It's not like wet hot American summer where it's just off the wall crazy. And you're not like, right. there's no reason to have a serious po- a point at all. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 hues too close to what you would expect that uh, that movie to do and then just misses it so then you don't feel fulfilled by it not having or by it having heart yeah it's just i don't know it just misses that little extra the that little zhuzh to put it over the top (laughs) Um, it has has a fairly open ending with kind of a non-twist like the way that it ends isn't necessarily a twist but it's still an open ending. It's ambiguous. It's uh, it. I mean, also, I don't really care for any movie that villainizes chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, were they strips or nuggets? They're probably nuggets, right? Processed. They were nuggets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not cool with that. Also, it starts with a really graphic scene of them like plucking and like processing yeah, like chicken. how chicken nuggets are I was made. like man i don't need to see this i don't <laughs> care how the nugget gets made i don't want to really feel don't want to know <laughs> yeah, i don't want to feel bad for a 20 piece okay it's like the I scariest just... part of the whole movie yeah. <laughs> food yes, safety the standards the real monster <laughs> uh all right so do we want to talk about the ones that we uh all agreed hot garbage yeah let's talk about starry eyes Starry eyes. Starry so first, eyes. First thing I have to say is we watched this movie and then like two days later I watched The Haunting at Bly Manor on Netflix and she was in it. The lead the lead chick who I'd never seen before. I was like, whoa, weird. That always that happens to me a lot. I really <sighs> was hoping this movie would derail someone's career. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Starry Eyes, like I said earlier, is about a girl that moves to L.A. because she wants to be an actress. And she hangs out with a lot of other people that want to be part of the film industry. And she goes to an audition 
where she self-harms in the bathroom and then gets asked to come back in an audition after she's already failed. And they ask her to self-harm in front of them. And then she gets offered the opportunity to like meet with the Weinstein of the company. She gets the second one where she has to get naked. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. So it was just very uncomfortable overall. And it was it it was made before the the Me Too movement really kind of outed everything. Um and it was very uncomfortable in some spots and I did not like it. <laughs> well the thing was is it it was not like they there was no build up, like there were hints that there was something sinister going on. But I mean, there's uh, there's the obvious message here, the obvious thing they're trying to say, the obvious thing they're trying to uh, show and and you know pull the veil from is is how horrible it is to be trying to be like a successful act- actress and all the horrible things that like in real life that what happens yeah. and that's just like on the nose exactly you know even if it was a little early you know everybody kind of knew I mean yeah uh, yeah and it was and an open secret and and that's. And that's fine that they were trying to say that, but it was like, it. that's why I think, because this movie has a, a high rating on IMDb. People love this movie. Like, it's not like there's not like a huge following, but it's always like, this is a good movie. And it's because of that message, I think, because everything else is trash. Like you can't mm-hmm. insult the message because it's a very, it's a very important what, thing to get out there. What's Totally what, agree. What's so frustrating to me in this is, at no point does this movie one. It's not subtle at all. With yeah. Like, hey, there's a lot of warning signs. This is a like a creepy cult that's going to turn you into a demon. Like that's all there. Like the fucking name of the production company is the name of a demon. Like come on, you're bad. <laughs> you're bad at doing your background research. Uh, but they never they never make it to show you how this innocent actress gets caught up in it pursuing her like dream lifestyle it immediately like it felt like the movie in spots is like hey she could have said no at any point to this well and it even says that in the imdb trivia is the director said well we wanted to make it really clear that all of the bad things that she does and happens to her that was her choice she could have walked away at any point and i'm like yeah no i'm sorry decompress this movie a little bit like draw it out a little bit or be a little bit more subtle with like her changes and what's happening to her and i think it would have been better there's but there's like be subtle with the change be subtle like overall like try to tell it a little differently so there's a little bit more uh, there's some a little bit more symbolism here not just straight to the point um also build it up scary this was like a normal movie about a struggling actress until like and then there's little parts that you're like oh something's weird oh this isn't right but it wasn't like something like like hereditary or the witch or it follows where where there's like nothing happening at all and it's just a boring movie but there's they they have the music and the actors and the, the just the the environment in a way where it's constantly uneasy and you know something's wrong and you can't put your finger on it mm-hmm. and this was just a boring old movie until the end and it was and you knew you knew what was going to happen i mean you kind of knew yeah what was going to yeah. happen and you're just waiting for it you're like just get to it like oh. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, you guys are using the casting couch process to get people to like join your Satan cult or get like a willing vessel for your demon cult. 
And like, but you still have to conform to the black robes and the like hand mustache twirling, like Satanism stuff. It's like, yeah. come on. I just, like, I don't know, not subtle and just not like, that interesting of a message. I'm like, do we really need to know that like you need to be careful? Yeah. And dangerous. And, and it, and with the met, like with the subject matter, it's not, it doesn't have to be a, like, I'm not saying like, make it a fun movie, like make this fun, more fun of a scary, but like, like I said, hereditary was not a fun. I didn't like hereditary nope. personally, but it was not a fun movie. It was a good movie. I recognize why people like it. It's just not for me, but, but like, it, it's not fun, but it's so effective. And this was the, like the opposite where it's like, you, yeah, you have to be delicate with this, like the subject matter, but you can do it in a way that that is entertaining, but still taken very, very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And everything escalates so quick in this movie that I, I just, I'm like, I, I don't really care. I don't care what happened to her. I don't well, care. Like at, like at the end when her transformation's complete and she's beautiful and she's got long wig on and then she puts on the satanic necklace and then the movie just ends i'm like wait what (laughs) that's how stars are made (laughs) like what what so she murders a couple people and then she gets to be pretty like she was already pretty yeah like this was like a a shitty version of mahalan drive (laughs) like (laughs) like yeah Uh, and there's something about like the pretentiousness of you being a filmmaker shitting on filmmaking and like the like and Hollywood and like but you're doing it too man like mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you get the actor that's like hey I don't like guns and then you're like but w- were you fucking Rambo mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah okay shut up <laughs> uh, just a just a fact checking here Rambo sure likes guns <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the first Rambo, he doesn't really use them now that you think about it. He's more like pro rock than he was gun. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, like, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about like, yeah, you got to watch out for that Hollywood bunch of skis is those guys. Anyways, here's my Hollywood movie. Yeah, this, this is a very self-important movie that was trying to be deep. I mean, again, maybe I'm missing something here. I'm always open to the fact that I am just too lowbrow to see that that brilliant that brilliant star that that this movie was but I, yeah the but, acting's fine in it i don't have any yeah. problem with the acting it's just there's i something. was pretty impressed too with like the actual transformation that she went through and how gross it was yeah i, I would have just liked more of that like there should have been like half the movie should have been like her starting to fall apart yeah. uh like half the movie should have been like creepy visits or creepy interactions with people or, or more like as she's coming into this world, like there should have been more of that, like showing that that actual like line between that world she's about to go into where if you, if this director is saying it's a conscious choice, then you should have like really been invested in that choice. Like, Oh my God, this she's, she made that choice based on all of this. Not just like, right. Not just one old guy trying to yeah, figure her. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's, that's the title thing. of my new podcast, yeah. by the way. <laughs> one old guy one trying I- to finger you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Welcome back to One Old Guy Trying to Finger You. We're taking calls. <laughs> you can reach me at 999. <laughs> yeah. I'm old guy. <laughs> and I'm trying to finger. No. Oh, God. Oh. It's a courtroom drama, guys. 
Yeah, it's finger, you know, like in the old timey slang way. We're like, ah, you're going to jail. I fingered you for the crime. Exactly. <laughs> Guys. So, so is there anything else you... <laughs> As in terms of mistakes, like <laughs> Starry Eyes was. Yeah, don't Full don't circle. watch it. I would say you can skip it. Skip it yeah. if you really run out of stuff to watch. Yeah, I mean, and skip to the end. Instead, read Ronan Farrow's excellent reporting on the Harvey Weinstein scandal. Yeah, or watch Mulholland Drive or a lot of other movies about this kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, so that feels like a good wrap-up spot for Don't Watch Starry Eyes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Do we jump to our next one in the Robert Hates Los Angeles? Uh, <laughs> one BR, one bedroom. Which, okay. I'm... Um, moment of confession moment of vulnerability that's what people like on podcasts is when we open ourselves up and we admit our own flaws um when i first put this movie on and i saw it was called one br i thought you gave us a movie called wonder (laughs) wonder that must be a weird month like they forgot days I was, I was like, why would you think one bird? in a world where there's only one number yeah i was like one bird. okay maybe it's like the number 23 i have one and then if i put another one in there i still have one like <laughs> this is circular logic i do not like it one bird. <laughs> it would have been better movie than this it would have been a- probably <laughs> i don't know Okay, so one bedroom is a girl that moves to Los Angeles to pursue her dream of being a costume designer, which plays no role in the movie. Like, to talk about it, you could have had her go to L.A. for any reason, but they spend some time talking about her being a costume designer that has no, she doesn't do anything with that fact. Because no. like, you tell me, you tell me, that's such a weird thing. It's not she wants to be an actress or she's just going to L.A. to go to school or whatever. You tell me she wants to be a costume designer. I think that's going to have something to come up in the plot. Like that's a Chekhov's gun type moment. Well, it it, kind of did in the fact that when she gets married to Lester, that she remembers who she is because he brought in her sewing machine into the creepy little closet in their joint. But she could have had anything do that her rosebud moment. Um, It could have even been like, oh, that's my, that's the thing I brought. You know, yeah. I mean, like it's that's my dead cat's remains. Yeah, my grand that's oh, my grandma's Jesus. sewing machine. Yeah, so she she finds this one bedroom apartment uh, in this complex, and everyone seems very tight knit and like a family, and uh, like a she, community. Yeah, she finds out she gets the apartment there, and there's certain rules that she can't follow, like she can't have a cat, and she has a cat, and uh, you know, she wakes up one day and. They stuffed her cat in the oven, and it turns yeah. out that like she basically joined a cult on accident. And uh, as you do, uh, yeah. we've all bought Amway. Um, <laughs> good reference, still. I think uh, I don't know. And she like the cult starts indoctrinating her uh, through a series of like torture, torture, uh, like conditioning but, exercises and stuff. But let me. Do, I mean, we can go back to this, but lame torture like it wasn't that like it was nothing that you it's nothing to write home about like <laughs> i mean one part's kind of messed up but i mean she had to talk to an old person for a long yeah. time and i get it like i'm like <laughs> oh god grandma go away Edie, wasn't it yeah 
Yeah, Miss Stanhope. And also, I'm like, you know, besides from the torture, these don't seem like awful people. Um, yeah. <laughs> which feels it's... bad if you say that out loud. <laughs> Aside from the torture, they're not horrible. Um, yeah, they, they hit it. Like, they kept hiding it even after the fact that they were, like, putting nails in her hand. You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. which was the only part that actually made me, like, oh. But, but for some, but it still wasn't enough. Like, I don't know if it's me being de- desensitized by like hostile but it was just like yeah that's messed up but i and i'm why did you make this movie i also just think like this is one of those again and i don't want to make movies longer by any means but it's like it almost seemed like it was like two days and she's like yep i'm in the cult now this is Mm -hmm. fine like it it just there's no there's no no montage there's no no montage yeah yeah. this needed a rocky montage i needed just like nailing her hands and things a montage inside a montage um (laughs) But yeah, it's just like she all of a sudden comes really quick onto the side of the cult. And then like either that or I was like, because she eventually like deprograms herself and escapes or tries to escape. And uh, I don't know. It just to me, it was like I was like, oh, they were trusting way too quick. You know, they they really gave her free reign for no good reason. Honestly, it feels like it could have been an episode of The Outer Limits. Like it would have been better as a short film. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that like they could pick up the pace and do some montage work. <laughs> I think this would have been also one of those good ones of like showing, not telling. Yeah. Um, like leave that. Cause they, they imply that with Lester where they're like Lester, you know, had to be reminded a couple times and then they show that they like popped out one of his eyeballs. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like they, they alluded to all of these consequences for like doing or trying to get away. And then they skip over her trying to get, there's not really any of that except till the end. Like this movie should like, they, they went from, and this is the, I think the problem of the movie, it's kind of cool, but like, I understand why they might've wanted to do this, but they, they went from her, coming into it unsuspecting, getting captured and being programmed and then being programmed and then like some weirdness that doesn't really, it's too short. And then she tries to escape where they should have just done the whole thing, her trying to be programmed, her never giving in and her just getting like worse and worse, like uh, them trying harder and harder and going to like levels they haven't had to go to yet. Well, because they even have a line where they're like, there's nothing you can do that can't be forgiven. And like one of the things they imply is that like, you know, they just will get progressively harsher with you, but we'll still keep giving you this chance to be in the community. Yeah. Um, and, the, and, you know, and they imply like they'll mutilate you. Yeah. And that's where they should have stuck. Like they could have still done everything else that they did. They could have brought the guy in to try to be like, this is going to be your husband. You know, they could have still brought and she could have freaked out about that. And they could have made her go in a room. They could have done everything if they didn't just waste the whole like weird. It was like it was like four acts. It was like they were. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. Like there was this extra part in there that I, I, I like. They should have skipped over one of those quickly. Like if they wanted to show life in the cult after brainwashing, they should have just montaged through the brainwash, and just shown yeah. life afterwards. And then they try to do this thing at the very end where this alarm goes off in their their apartment complex slash compound while she's escaping. And then she runs outside and she finds out that all the apartment complexes on that street are doing that. Yeah, it was not. I was, it was, like, I was like, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Cool. Twist. Everyone's oh my God. Part, but I was like, I would have rather had it been like the horror of her realizing 
she doesn't have anyone to go to. Yeah. You know, also, like, I, my question is like, were they all the same cult? Where it's just like, hey, this is where all the cults go. It's like Epcot. It's like Epcot's food court where it's like around the world with cults. Well, and <laughs> like, also, yeah, this movie, they do such a shitty job of like, this is Scientology. You all get it. Wink, wink. But it's not. <laughs> we call it the community. And I'm like, just nut up. Like, if you're going to say it, say it. And then, or don't, and then choose a different thing instead of trying to try to explicitly model it off of Scientology. And they could have gone, yeah, they could have gone use that even more. I mean, that would have been great if they had like little devices to measure her, whatever, you know, like, like, it's just, it wasn't enough of anything. It was like, it was bland. Yeah. I also would have loved if they would have done like, here, we're going to give you this classical conditioning and then we're going to also like give you some weird reward system like how we make you feel like you're part of the community because they don't they go from like hey you missed one barbecue you're not like you got to be more committed to the community to like making her sit in a stress position and nailing her hands to the wall to parties again like there's no this movie this movie was like I got someone gave me a donut and I thought it was Boston cream and I bit into it. And it was like lemon, the lemon <laughs> filling. And I was like, Oh, this is so disappointing. <laughs> it could have been so good. Why would you even put lemon in a donut? You know, like as, as a fan of lemon donuts, uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't agree with this analogy. <laughs> Boston so, cream for life. I, I think one telling thing for me is that it, it had the both the same writer and director. And I don't know about you guys, but, and that was the same for Starry Eyes, the same guy that, guys that wrote it, directed it. And, you know, sometimes there is a great outcome when somebody follows through with all of their passion, but sometimes it also helps to have an outside perspective to, to look at your story in a different way and call out the things that maybe could be um, given feedback. You That's the always, thing. They either they either didn't listen to anyone or listen to someone too much. You always need somebody that's willing to tell you no in any mm. creative project. I feel like yeah. that's why George Lucas and Dan Aykroyd are famous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, honestly, Star Wars <laughs> and Empire Strikes Back. People told him no, and that's what, what I mean, are yeah. they? They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. If you look at the stuff that Dan Aykroyd is wanted to do it is insane and you can watch movies like nothing but trouble which you have or <laughs> shout out to nothing but trouble it's in our backlog <laughs> or uh or uh, blues brothers 2000 <laughs> yeah and you'll see exactly what that is yeah, and i'm like i'm not saying i'm in favor of like the audience or like the studio interference but maybe a little bit it was yeah it was just i mean both movies just weren't they were good ideas but they weren't executed correctly but i mean again uh they both have high ratings so people like it some uh, people just like things that feel i think more important than i, I than they are. Have, like christopher nolan movies <laughs> yeah but like christopher nolan knows how to competently execute his premises yeah so you're like okay i i at least appreciate that this is a finished thought one bedroom and starry eyes to me were like these are great premises to movies that you somebody didn't know how to finish all the way well there were or movies that were done second draft 
they were already done and done better. So you didn't even try to like do it too different or approach it like a super different way. It yeah, was just... Uh, Fucking is Starry Eyes just Rosemary's baby without the baby? <laughs> God damn it, it is, isn't it? <laughs> God damn I don't know, it, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is there anything else we want to talk about with our second chapter? No, now I'm angry. <laughs> At who? <laughs> the world. The world. <laughs> <laughs> well, next next chapter. Satan I think there's hearing me. Sell my soul to get back that comment about Rosemary's baby and not rethink <laughs> about it. <laughs> um, uh, I think like this one, I, uh, I put in a bunch of stuff I hadn't seen either. And it was kind of a crap shoot. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I, we can see where that ended. Um, the next one, I think there's going to be some fun stuff to talk about. I at least have one movie I want to talk about a lot. <laughs> to be fair, I think one of the things after the first, uh, advent of terror brie and i were like robert has put a lot of thought into this and then so this time we were sitting there like why did he do this to us why this one What's i felt bad all here? week <laughs> i was like oh i'm sorry this isn't as you know good what? as last week i gotta say i enjoyed extraordinary so much everything else is just fine yeah i'm glad that ended up in this in this week because i didn't put them together thinking about the weeks when i put them together i just kind of it was like one month and I'm glad that made it in. Cause if that would have gotten chopped off, I mean, cooties and wormwood would have held it up, but there was at least one good movie, like yeah. solid, solid recommendation. The other ones take or leave, but I would see extraordinary. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so next chapter, we're actually going to be watching eight movies and then, Ooh. then uh, chapter four, we'll do another eight and then we're going to do a whole episode on the final movie. So that'll be released October 31st. Uh, so keep following at by its cover pod on Instagram and Twitter to check out the upcoming chapters. And then Robert, where can we find you on Instagram? You can find me on Instagram at Robert Schmobert. Nice. Kevin, where can we find you on Instagram and Twitter? You can find me at Kevin underscore egg on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook. Yeah, I'm there too. At Kevin Eggleston. Yep, that's me. <laughs> All right, anything else to add, gentlemen? See you next week. Yeah. Go, go watch a movie. Definitely extraordinary. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And then Terrifier. No. <laughs>